is the best day ever. It is the best day ever. So is yesterday, and so is tomorrow, and every day from now until forever. Do you guys ever think about dying? Hello, and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast. This is episode 88, recorded August 13th, 2023. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And as we promised, we are taking a short break from our ongoing summer series to discuss the other big thing in movies this summer. This is Greta Gerwig's Barbie. I, I suppose this is the biggest thing. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it really is. Yeah, this this hit the cultural zeitgeist in a insane way. In, in fact, I think there's I, in fact, I kind of think this lifted Oppenheimer. I, I yeah i think it really did um it's yeah. it's not doing so much for other movies that have not no. been doing great at the box office they're just getting steamrolled by that one-two punch but i know this it's just like summer of 82 with et it's it's incredible yeah we're gonna be talking about this one for a long time to come Indeed. but this episode should be about a normal length yes so Big giant cast starring a whole bunch of different people as different Barbies and a whole bunch of other different people as different Kens. Mm-hmm. And uh, also Michael Sarah as Alan. Mm-hmm. Yes. But before we get into the, the meat of the movie, Tim, I wanted to ask you, did you have any connection with Miss Barbara Millicent Roberts? Um, apart from having had sisters and mm-hmm. female cousins? No. <laughs> no okay like did your well you are you're older than you're an older brother yeah so like your your stuff probably did not co-mingle with her stuff as much so i'm i'm a younger brother and i my sister had barbies i don't remember i don't remember not being told not to do anything with them but i don't ever remember playing with them in any way this no. might be because the barbies are much larger than a ninja turtle and <laughs> This, that might have been part of it, but I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, also, like I don't know, my my sister is like a fair amount older than me. That I feel like the Barbies were really out of the house by the time I really got into my Ninja Turtles and Ghostbuster things. So yeah. like that's that's probably part of it. Um, but that said, though, I mean, um, I do remember I do remember being perplexed by the feet as a as a young as a young lad. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was always weird to me. Yeah, I do remember that, and I'm glad that that's made fun of in this movie. Yeah, um, I had to write a paper about Barbie in college in my popular culture class, and at the time she had dumped Ken for Blaine, so I like wrote this, I wrote this like monologue from Ken that <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that was very tongue in cheek and was not supposed to be taken seriously, and it got kind of taken more seriously than I meant it to, and <laughs> so I had to do a rewrite, and I was like, and they were right, my my. Uh, my instructor, she was right to make me rewrite it, but it was still kind of like that's what I think of when I think of okay, yeah. my relationship to to Barbie. Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So like Tim was saying, this is a huge cast, um, kind of like Oppenheimer in a in a different way. I don't I don't think either movie shares anybody though. No, I don't think so. Although it's hard to be sure because there's so dang many people in each of these two movies. Right. And this seems to be a more um, this seems to be a, a more studio in the movie, like like a, a mm. more studio lot movie, I mean, and yes. a, and environs of L.A. sort of thing than, you know, like New Mexico for for Oppenheimer. So that might be why. Um, but yeah, so this is this is the story of Barbie who one day and this is this is stereotypical Barbie played by 
Margot Robbie, and she is she finds herself. And what made me kind of sign on to this movie was like I was interested in it, of course, because um, I really like Greta Gerwig, and I was curious to see what we would do with this. But I I think it was the second trailer or one of the later trailers where she's like doing a choreography dance and says, "Do you guys ever think about dying?" That became the moment I was like, I want to see this movie for real, <laughs> and. <laughs> so yeah that's what that's what barbie's dealing with and so she has to go find the person who is playing with her who is having these irrepressible thoughts of death and whatnot and yeah and figure out what's going on and so she goes out into the real world and kin stows away so like that is the barest minimalist way of describing the plot but that is what happens <laughs> that's that's the gist of the plot the plot yeah. is really kind of just window dressing for the things that the movie is actually about Indeed, I, I agree. There's this is a a very <laughs> for for a movie that is about a you know a toy that's been around for decades. It is you know very deep, and actually maybe the fact that it's been around for decades is why it should be so deep. But yeah, 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 I think so. So this this is a very uh, socially conscious movie. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's very self aware, kind of like our semi-main character uh, and I'll, I'll get into that in a second too yeah uh because you know even though it's barbie's name in the title and you know roughly half the cast of characters are one barbie or another mm. you could argue that the real lead here is played by america ferrera she is at least our audience surrogates for sure and does feel like a more drawn together character but i think part of that is is that because she's an actual human in, in that world and yeah yeah and so like that's whereas barbie is self-aware but it is still a toy and is still kind of although she's going through an existential crisis and is having kind of an awakening um she doesn't quite get to the level of depth that america ferrera does or does she i don't know now that i've said well, that out loud may maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. by the end maybe um, yeah and that's 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 kind of interesting as as an arc for that character mm-hmm yeah, I don't know. Like I can if walking out of the theaters, like I can see why this has made such a big splash because it's saying a lot of things that are just out there that you know still need to be said, and it's doing so in a very entertaining, very fun, and very funny sort of way. And yeah, like it's it, it is very much I would say essential viewing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had a good time. I was you know certainly curious. There there had been you know bits and and pieces about this this project floating around the internet for for ages that yeah you know th this had been a, a treatment that that someone had had written this story and this script and and Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie and and all these different people that had said oh this this is great it'll never get made and mm -hmm. well i mean here here it is this was supposed to be a Diablo Cody movie at one point and an Amy Schumer movie at one point. And, yeah. Although, in, in fairness, I think those were different movies. But... Yeah, Amy Schumer seems to say that it did not have the feminine, the script that she had was not as, did not have the feminist, the, the feminist lens. Um, though I, I have a hard time believing Diablo Cody wouldn't have gone that direction, but. No, I, I, I think she would have gone in a similar direction, but it would still have been a very it would different be, It would have been a different, yeah, for sure, for sure. One thing I was a little bit surprised about considering um, Gerwig's previous films is like, this is her mm -hmm. first movie without Timothy Chalamet and uh, Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, which is kind of weird when you think about it. Yeah, they um, could have fit in really easily. <laughs> they they totally could. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're both really talented and entertaining to watch. They're also both pretty busy for that and reason. And I believe that was the reason why they're not in the movie, but yeah. 
You can go back to your regular life, or you can know the truth about the universe. The choice is now yours. The first one, the high heel. You have to want to know, okay? Do it again. But yeah, so let's, so Tim, let's talk about what works for us in this. Um, I will, and I have one question for you. This is a thing that is a plus for me, and I'm curious if you agree with this, because I might be reaching. <laughs> um, and okay. so, and that is the subtextual and meta casting of certain roles. So uh, Emerald, uh, Emerald Fennell is in this as Midge, um, fleetingly, of course, uh, mm. but she is in this as Midge. And, and, and I can't help but feel like she's in the movie specifically because she is the Oscar winning writer of and director of Promising Young Woman. But okay, she's not the only one. <laughs> and I also am wondering now, here's the thing, like the role, the weird Barbie role that mm -hmm. Kate McKinnon has is 100% mm -hmm. a Kate McKinnon role. Like, I don't know who else would be, would you, who would do this any better. So that caveat was like, I also wonder if there's a bit of, you know, extra special casting because she had to deal with all this BS with the Ghostbusters remake. <laughs> I don't know. See what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. no, I, I'm, I'm curious too. I, that's, that's there. Yeah, uh, it's there. Cer certainly. Yeah. It, it. I don't know if that was a conscious decision it might, based on on that. Yeah, but I, I could see that it's, for it's part of the conversation. Yeah, I could see that for 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 Emerald, I think. But other than the fact that she's also just like a, a good actress who also writes and directs and probably knows Greta from you know being in those kind of circles. Um, yeah. But if there's one piece of meta casting that I am for sure for sure pretty sure is is there is it is Will Ferrell, who you could see as being like. Uh, you could see as being the continuation or progression of Lord Business from from the Lego movie, but uh, you you certainly could, yeah. and and that that thought definitely occurred to me mm -hmm. uh, more more than once. Um, but not just the Lego movie; you can also very very easily draw a line from Ron Burgundy to Will Ferrell being in this movie. And I have I have not seen this movie because I'm not a Christmas movie person, but um, a lot of people have also been saying that about Buddy the Elf from Elf. So possibly, yeah, uh, there's mm, there's some similarity just because it's Will Ferrell. But I, I think that's less of a line like, you know, Buddy mm -hmm. the Elf is is kind of an innocent. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. This is corrupted, buddy. Think of it that way. though. <laughs> that's a weird line. Uh, yeah. And, I, and I'm standing <laughs> by it. <laughs> OK, OK. It's, it's an interesting thought. I, I would not have gone that way, but OK. Yeah. Capitalism gets to him, which doesn't seem to be in line with what goes on in that elf movie but like i said i haven't seen it, no so I don't know no sure. not at all but anyway yeah so like the yeah the metacasting is something that i i like i always like it when there's an extra bit of that and something so that that was a big plus for me um i also like the big themes of it but we'll we can talk about the themes when we when we get to the themes but yeah what also works for you tim so on the whole there's yeah like like a lot of things we've seen recently we're this this is this is I mean, we have an uh, abundance of of riches in in movies these days. Mm -hmm. There's very little that really doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Like I sort of the the meta self aware layer on top of of the movie. Uh, Helen Mirren is is a narrator. <laughs> Helen Mirren, well, that is an excellent choice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was I was I I was in stitches a couple of times with with some of her her lines. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, one one particularly toward the end that comes basically out of nowhere oh yeah no it was it was pretty great too <laughs> it's like yep yes yep so yeah i'm uh the the production design for, yeah. for barbie land uh i mean i think you know that that may be oscar worthy because that's so so fully realized and it's like wow it, i 
I'm I'm buying this and, all all of what they're doing here. And I think is fairly practical. Um, I mean, I don't know about like the like the sets. I think are are built things. Um, I don't know yeah. about like the backgrounds. The back the backgrounds might be helped with with CG, but um, a little bit here yeah. and there. But I feel like there's a, a lot of um, you know what in in theater is is called a, a sky as sort of a yeah yeah sort of yeah. A, a monochromatic backdrop that you can can turn into a whole bunch of different colors. I yeah. feel like there's there's a lot of that used in those backgrounds here as well. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So it it feels like a, a fully realized sort of version of this this plastic thing, and it's that's all pretty neat. Yeah, um, yeah, it does a it does a I feel like it does a pretty good job of like how you would imagine Barbie World would look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, fantastic cast of you know, loads and loads of people. You know, nobody's acting doesn't land for me here. Like mm-hmm. they're. They all understand the movie and, and do what it needs in in the scenes that they're in with their lines. It's it's this 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 it's, it's a good movie, folks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, I mean, like what, what what else can I say? Yeah, no, I, I like it when a good movie does well. And yeah. there's yeah, there's something there's something very satisfying about that. And so like and, and and like I said when we were like earlier, like like a number of episodes ago, where I was just like, you know, this whole Barbenheimer thing is is a good thing because it's not like these two movies are really against each other. They're just giving people reasons to go to the theater. And I think mm-hmm. that that it, and that is and I love that. That is just like that just warms my little cinephile heart, and it doesn't really matter. I do, <laughs> I do kind of wish I'd I'd actually done the the double feature, but you know, five hours of the movie is that that is a lot for me. <laughs> So yeah I'm, yeah, I'm getting too old for that. Yeah, it's it's just like I would have it would have to be a thing where I like I go, you know, I I watch Barbie and then like have to leave for like an hour and a half at least before I can come mm-hmm. back. Like I, I yeah, I just yeah. don't have the the patience to recover in between. Yeah, and yeah, I like I recently did a David Lynch double feature in the theater out here, and I had to like like I had like a good forty minutes, and like there was a lot of walking around <laughs> the, like mm-hmm. the area to like yeah. So yeah, I just I just really like that this movie exists and that it's doing cool stuff. When it comes to like things that like are kind of like a minus for me, and this this kind of touches in on the themes, is so like I think we might spend a little too much time with Ken, <laughs> considering the points that it's trying to make. Now you you can call it a feminist movie, and that's that's not wrong. But I would say it's more. This is just my opinion, folks. I, I would say it's more of a an anti patriarchy movie like first and foremost before it's a, a feminist movie and i not that these things aren't all together and not that they're separate binary things it's not like that at all all these things are together but i do think we might spend a little too much time with kin and the kins perhaps um for what's going on but that's kind of it for me yeah <laughs> like uh yeah, yeah, i i see your point there yeah uh, that that did not occur to me while i was watching it I'm I am still sort of digesting this movie even now, and I think I'm going to be for a long time. Yeah, I saw this movie like quite some time ago, and there I still have just like random thoughts that that come from like just randomly. I'll be out doing something. Oh, that's probably a connection there too. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. and and as we record this, it's only been a couple of days for me. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure I'm going to have more thoughts later. So we're we're going to try and and hit most of the big ones here, but I can't promise that I'm I'm not going to have some realization later on. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah, same 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 thing with me. So, yeah. The like the other minuses I would have, I feel like I'm not being very like fair to the movie in a lot of ways because like and this is a thing I'm guilty of a lot of times, especially when it especially like something like Oppenheimer when it's like a history thing or or something like that like you know i have to i have to judge the movie for what it is and not what mm-hmm. it could be um and so like 
you know, I, the, I wish this, I do kind of wish this movie was more intersectional. It does talk about a lot of the problems that women face, um, especially when it comes to the guys of patriarchy, but it is kind of a very, you know, like it's, it's kind of just like a, it's, it's sort of just like a one lens focus of it. And that's, you know, there is representation, but it isn't very intersectional. There is, there's some, there is some skewing of capitalism in certain ways, but there isn't really a talk of class, but that's just what I would want in the movie, but it's not the movie's fault that that's not there. So when, so if you're thinking of this as like a feminism 101 movie, like I can't be that mad about it. (laughs) If you, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 I I think that's, I think that's fair. I, I, I do agree. You're, you're kind of splitting hairs. Exactly. Like, like feminism and anti-patriarchy patriarchy it's like those things are pretty closely related and, and that's, yeah. no. well i mean yes i mean but they're they're related i mean they're they're and yes they're closely related but they are different things they are different things you I could mean, have that's, that's whole true. textbooks on both of them without really talking about both of them like it's like the same thing about how like you know patriarchy i mean matriarchy which isn't really what we see in barbie land um but that isn't exactly the opposite of patriarchy either like they're not that's not really yeah. what it's supposed yeah. to be. And so yeah. like Barbie yeah. land here is, is presented as a, as a fantasy in, in more ways than just, you know, being an inversion of, of patriarchy mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of things are be- because it's, you know, this, this fantasy toy world are, you know, oversimplified in terms of the mechanics of it. And I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, the, the politics of it or yeah, any yeah. of that necessarily. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's that layer to it. So then as, as, so as a rule, I, I don't really, read or listen to others reviews of movies mm-hmm. until I've seen it myself conform my own opinions. Yep. So I, I haven't call. really read a whole lot about this before going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing I did hear somebody say just, just very briefly on a, a podcast recently was that, you know, a lot of people are saying they think this movie is anti-men and that that's not really what the movie intends here. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with that. But also that this this person could see where they were coming from, and I I do kind of see that here. It's it's not meant to be, I think, deliberately hostile towards men or masculinity. It's it's much more about you know, toxic masculinity as yeah. a thing, and let's not do that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there there is you know okay, so all of the male characters really are are kind of you know they're himbos and they're stupid and or worthless or you know, much worse, they're, they're dangerous. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's, that's a thing that's, that's here. Uh, and I, I can see where people might interpret that as being, you know, kind of a, an, an eye for an eye tit for tat, because, you know, women have been treated very poorly in media for a long, long time. And there are, there are movies where it's just as bad and, and worse for, for female characters. So I, I understand how someone might come away from this movie with that i don't think that's intentional it's not meant to be like i said hostile it's it's more about giving some some insight into this perspective by sort of turning it around and saying yeah this is this is something we need to do better about and this is kind of how that feels it's it's not it's like oh it's it's let's let's bring some understanding to it Mm-hmm. And at this, and I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to like. I, I get what you're saying, and I also understand. I, I fail mm, to say that I would like understand how people would see this as a movie that hates men is hard for me to go because it feels it feels disingenuous when people are saying that. 
that sounds like it it just sounds like a especially because I feel like it's um, the people who say that are the people who haven't actually seen the movie. So, and I'm, I, I'm sure there's some of that. Yeah. And so like, that's, that's, so I have a hard time. Like, it's like, yeah, I'm sure someone's going to come away with that feeling. There's a, there's 8 billion people on the earth. Someone's going to have that kind of opinion. Um, at the same time though, it's, that feels very, it's it just, that seems like you're already going in with an agenda. Um, if that's how you're coming out of the movie. And I'm not, and I'm like, and I'm not saying you're doing that, Tim. I don't, I don't want you to feel like I'm attacking you. Um, but I do kind of like, I don't, and and you are right that they are, the, the Kins are very himbo, um, useless or, or dangerous or something, but you're right. But the thing is, I think that's also kind of discounting Ken because Ken does have a lot of character development. He learns a lot from his lessons. He gets, he, like, he sees a whole new, he has like a whole character arc that you know that the other kins get sucked up into and so like he's actually a very interesting villain in that regard and he is the guy who's you know at the end of the movie he's wearing that like you know i don't know what else to call it but a stoner hoodie that says like i am kenuff where he's mm-hmm. kind of learning where he's like learned a lesson and so like i like i mean yeah maybe the bulk of the men are doing that but our main avatar of ben you know with a guy whose name rhymes with men is yeah. actually not that shallow ultimately and the fact that he does learn from it does, you know, say something. And like, and I also think that that discounts the the role of Alan, who I don't like. I wouldn't like. You know, it's hard for me to say Al, Al Alan is an ally in this. Um, he certainly is helpful for the Barbies. He certainly is doing good um, as an Alan. But at the same time, like, I also have questions of his motivations. Like, is he doing it because he wants? He just wants things to be back the way they were before the kids took over. So like, I don't know. So like, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with all of that, but yeah. 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 No, yeah. I, I, I largely agree. Mm-hmm. I, I just also feel like, okay, I, I can see how someone could have those feelings as, as a result of, of watching this movie and saying, like, okay, that should be some, some impetus for some, some self-examination there. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm at. Like, if that's how you're feeling about it, like that's, yeah. that's, that's a more of a you thing than the movies thing. I, I think that's mostly true, but I, I think we're like you know, 60, 40 here mm. on, on some of that. So it's, I, I feel like those feelings can be valid, but that's, the movie is not here to make you feel bad. That's yeah. not what's going on. Yeah, no, no, I don't think that's the case at all. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna this. If you saw this movie and thought it was hating men, I want you to go have some self-examination. That, that that's what I'm going to say. Um, like, I don't know. I don't like when I this is not a good comp, like a good like comparison because they're vastly different movies, but like I wouldn't say that about women talking, but there's also only one guy in women talking, so uh basically yeah um other than like i mean like there are mentions of other men and so like yeah and the only reason i'm thinking of that one is because like that one is recent so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, that one's that one's a little fresh on the mind right and and i don't feel that way about like promising young women either so i don't yeah and all the guys in that movie have some degree of suck but that's um yeah apart from the lead's father who was like the the one exception he's barely in it and we Mm -hmm. we don't really know anything about him yeah yeah and uh, well i guess alfred molina but he 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 has come to terms with his suckitude and is trying to make right so yeah 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 Yeah. Hmm. that's like that would i'm curious what if i was going to pair this with something like 
comparing this with promising young woman would be interesting to me but like i feel like that that's almost like feminism 101 and, and uh, feminism 201 maybe I, I don't know um yeah maybe yeah yeah, I don't know. What else would you, is there anything that you would possibly like pair this with? Well, actually, yeah, you, uh, you wanted to kind of like talk about similarities to the, the Lego movie. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, uh, the other one that I keep thinking of in terms mm-hmm. of uh, comparison and sort of a, a baseline similarity. So they're structurally very similar, but there are lots of movies that have nothing to do with toys that are, you know, very similar, similar in terms yeah. of their, their plot and structure. And, and a number of toy movies that use a similar structure. So, yeah. Yeah. We, we have Will Ferrell in a sort of semi-antagonistic role in, in both. So it's like, yeah. okay. That's still pretty surface level. Uh, there's, there's some self-awareness and, and commentary. The Lego movie should never have worked like at mm-hmm. all but it does because it's not just a toy commercial yes it's a toy commercial but it's it's more than that it's it's about the imagination and and what these toys have enabled children to to find in themselves and barbie is also very much that i feel like on top of all of that that, that barbie is is much more you know like i i said before socially conscious and it's about mm-hmm. you know larger and more important things and it spends a lot more time with that than you know sort of the toyness and and fantasy aspects of it Mm -hmm. so they they diverge there but it's it's gonna draw that comparison and i think that's perfectly reasonable Mm -hmm. i might do a double feature with these two maybe but it's i i I don't know yeah they're 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 kind of mismatched. Yeah, I would feel like it would be a mismatch because their 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 bigger themes are just too different. I think. Um, yeah. yeah. For it to, for it to really gel, I mean, like just because like the structure is somewhat similar, I like I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. Uh, but yeah, I I, I I see how they're similar, but it does seem very. It, it doesn't like it's. I'm not going to say it's like shallow. I'm saying it's like. But I wouldn't say it's particularly deep either. It's like the five foot middle part of the pool, maybe. Um, but yeah, like uh, I see where you're coming from. Um, but what yeah. would you pair this with? You think? See, I'm I'm struggling with that, honestly. Um, I mean, you've already mentioned some that's okay. There's there's a lot of thematic resonance there. Mm-hmm. Past that, nothing else really springs to mind. I mean. If you're feeling really, really bizarre, and if you know you've got the right crowd, I don't know, maybe pair this with Alien. <laughs> wow, that that could work for that. That would that would need to be a midnight crowd, though. I think in order for yes. it to like to, to really. Oh fly. yes, yeah. Um, uh, one things I thought about pairing with is like, and this is this is so obvious. Oh uh, no, I mean, like for for <laughs> pretentious film people like me, like it'll be. Obvious, um, <laughs> like a, um, so like uh, Jean Dillman, uh, Vantois, Quai du Commence, uh, Middle Catravon, Bruxelles, um, the, the greatest movie of all time for the next 10 years, um, according to the BFI. Um, so the Jean Dillman and Jean Dillman and Barbie are cooking with the same ingredients ultimately. Um, they're they're both using the same potatoes, but they are making vastly different platings. Basically, they're both they're both looking at patriarchy. They're both seeing how how women are affected by by the world. One is much more happier, and the other one is much darker, and also three hours and change long. So <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a very long double feature. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was a, that was a compare. Like when I walked out of the movie, and that was that was actually something that like popped in my head. But I. Here's the thing about Gene Dealman is like it's like a hard movie for me to recommend because it is a very long <laughs> movie that is 
not doesn't have a whole lot of action it's like you have to be in a headspace for that but at the same time like it is a movie that since i saw it five years ago i probably think about it once a month <laughs> so hey all right all right so that that kind of says something and i think barbie is going to be the kind of movie that i may end up thinking about once a month <laughs> so yeah. it might be it might yeah. be yeah 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 so, yeah the uh, the movie has legs as it were yeah totally um so my my uh what kind of similarities do you see if you were to do the barbenheimer um double feature what sort of what similarities do you think the movies share uh so there there are some thematic similarities about you know sort of uh shaking the the foundations of society and and you know how things are going to be forever different afterward right that's that's a a definite similarity although the mechanisms by which that happens and the specific things that are affected it's like yeah those are pretty different Mm -hmm. i do think both movies are grappling with like with existential issues um Mm -hmm. albeit in somewhat different mechanisms but they are they're both kind of dealing with that sort of soul searching in in different ways and I, i think they may both go to the same the same depth um just from their different avenues um irrepressible thoughts of death are <laughs> in both um yep yep uh i would say the 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 thoughts in oppenheimer are you know a little bit more disturbing in that we actually see them but uh because we just it, in barbie she just sort of talks about it um but we like have his visions of you know being hunted so that's that's surprising but uh yeah that was something i did not expect both movies to have i will say that yeah yeah, very much so. Um, also, very large casts, full of yeah, very talented true. performers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a yeah. It's, it's so interesting that this is what made the summer, like this the summer of Barbenheimer. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. We're gonna be talking about that phenomenon for a long time to come. A long time, yeah. And I'm actually kind of hoping it's it's a thing that revival houses do. Like, I would hope it'd be like a thing that every like every other summer or so, like you could, or every summer, you could just like go to a cinema and do that double feature or something for a weekend. Yeah, I, I could see that happening here and there. Yeah, like I could see like Alamo Draft House doing that or something. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I think that'd be cool. Yeah, like what if this became like you know how like there there are midnight movies that are always midnight movies like 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 mm-hmm. uh, like Pink Flamingos, Razorhead, The Room. Those are always midnight movies. Mm-hmm. Like what if this became the always double feature, <laughs> like cult thing? Hmm. That could be cool. It'd be cool. It would be very, very long. It'd be very long. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so like before before we get to grades, I wanted I wanted you and I to to develop podcast Barbie. So okay, <laughs> but, okay, yeah, yeah. Way out of my comfort zone here, folks. But here we go. Yeah. So very very basic. Um, let's let's start. Okay, you got your Barbie doll. She comes in a box. She's got a handful of accessories. I feel like we give her. Headphones, a microphone, yeah. and a laptop. Excellent. The only thing I would add to that, I think we should give her notes. Like she has like a yeah, like a yeah, notebook of point. stuff. Good um, point. And and it would be funny if like uh if you depending on which one you buy, um, you get a different kind of Barbie. Like you you get a different kind of notebook. Like uh you get like a like a true crime notebook, or you get a or 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 you get a or you get a movie notebook or you get a you know just a or a or mental health one or something like a you know just like whatever there's so many different kinds of podcasts out there that are kind of like cliche podcasts that exist so like i think it would be kind of fun if it was something like that so um i think we should have so i kind of think like it shouldn't be a barbie specifically but a, an accessory that you buy so you you get uh the barbie podcasting 
kit, which is a, you know, a microphone, a laptop, a uh, headphones, some notes. But you also get a little pink booth that that she records in. Um, and that could have a poster that changes. Um, like maybe it's a picture of Sarah Caning, um, or 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 even Hourglass, or you know someone like that. Um, but then, but you could because I feel like Mattel would of course have to gender something. There would be the the Ken version of this, which is a slightly different box. May or may not have a a poster of The Godfather in it. Um, and this is a, it should change. It should be different Al Pacino movies depending on which one you buy. Um, so, <laughs> so it could be The Godfather or Scarface or Dog Day Afternoon. Um, <laughs> Yeah, mm. uh, yeah. I will admit, like uh, I've, I, I felt so lovingly called out during <laughs> that moment of <laughs> of the film. <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, 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 a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was a thing that I was like, I feel called out, but I also really love it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not completely wrong there. Yeah, nope, not not wrong at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, but yeah, grade wise, um, so this movie actually hit me as as psychologically and as emotionally deep as Oppenheimer did, albeit in very different ways. I've been thinking about it a lot more than I've been thinking about Oppenheimer somehow, which I'm kind of amazed about. But I mean, it's not like I have stopped thinking about Oppenheimer. Um, and so, yeah, it's not like that. And just seeing how this is affecting things is kind of like adding some extra stuff to it. And so like, I think I'm going to give it an A minus. Yeah, because I'm just, I'm really impressed of what's going on here. And I'm going to say something that's a uh, that's that that sounds mean, but like I'm a, I'm a little disappointed that uh, Greta Gerwig is going to be making Chronicles of Narnia movies next because I'd rather see her do the Greta Gerwig passion project, and maybe Chronicles of Narnia is a passion project for her, so I shouldn't you know totally well, regret yeah. it. But actually, yeah. So on 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 that point, little little sidetrack here. Sure. It sounds like it is from, okay, from okay. what I've read. It's like she's she's very excited about doing this, but also kind of nervous because yeah. she is is passionate about the material. So okay, and we'll, and she we'll, we'll is. See. I don't know. She is doing my favorite book of the series next. Like she's, I think the next one she's going to do is um, uh, Magician's Nephew, and so like I'm, you know, I, it's for Netflix. But you know, I'm excited to see what happens next. Yeah, I I don't know about you know uh, order of of those, but I I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of struggle with this one for a mm-hmm. grade. Um, it's, it's a very, very good movie. I, I was entertained. It, it is incisive and insightful. I, I want to give it an A minus. I, I think that's kind of where I land just because nothing else really feels right, but I'm not super enthusiastic about that either. Like a so, ni- like a 91 with an asterisk. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, looking at at uh, some of her her previous work, you know, like I I felt much more engaged by Ladybird, for mm-hmm. instance, yeah, uh, than I than I did with this. Like this oh, okay. this felt kind of more preachy, mm-hmm. sort of, and and uh, you know, yeah, less, I, I will less, admit less human relating. The film is pretty preachy. It it, um, it is but, it is yeah. So you know, I found it you know, less entertaining than the previously mentioned Lego movie. But I mean, that's, these are different movies. This this is not meant to just be entertaining. It it does a lot of really entertaining things. And I was entertained, but you know, know, Oppenheimer also a very good movie. I wouldn't really call it entertaining per Mm -hmm. se. Yeah. I think I was about as entertained as I was with the, with the Lego movie, I think. But they're very different, so it's kind of yeah, it's kind yeah. of hard to like put that together. So hmm, I don't know. 
Yeah. Still, though, if for some reason you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, you should go see the movie. So, yeah. 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 It's it's worth the watch for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, we will be going back to our summer series, The Atomic Summer, and we are going to be at least talking about war games. So we decided yeah. to we decided to end on a happier note than than uh, Grave <laughs> of Fireflies. So we're going to be talking about um, Matthew Broderick and versus the supercomputer. So well, yeah, it would be hard to end on a sadder note than Grave of the Fireflies. Yes. So that's it. Yeah, we'll 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 end with war games. We may just may folks uh, have one more in the series before that. We'll. We'll see. We, we need yeah. to, to dig into that a little bit and maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. We're probably going to watch the movie either way. Exactly. So yeah, look out for that. But for now, that's our show. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. I thought I might stay over tonight. Why? Because we're girlfriend, boyfriend. To do what? I'm actually not sure.